Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew with yet another edition of Getting to Know Michigan's Opponent. Michigan's opponent this week is the Wisconsin Badgers. Michigan heads up to Madison, Wisconsin to Camp Randall for their first road game of the season after starting 4-0. Wisconsin, they sit at 1-2, currently lost the first week of the season 16-10 to Penn State, a week two victory over Eastern Michigan, 34-7. And then last week, a loss to Notre Dame, 41-13. to With me today is Tyler Hunt, a writer and podcaster at Bucky's Fifth Quarter. How are you today, Tyler? I'm great. I'm great. Happy to join you guys and, and talk a little bit of Wisconsin football. Well, we're happy you're on, and we hope to get uh, a little more clarity heading into this game. Obviously, you know, not the start Wisconsin wanted or expected, sitting at one and two, but I want to go back a couple steps and not talk about Notre Dame first. Uh, like I said, the first week, Penn State, they lost to them 16 to 10, then a pretty sizable win over Eastern Michigan. What were your thoughts going into the Notre Dame game? How did you feel about the team heading into last Saturday? Yeah, I, I think thoughts overall, at least for me, were pretty, you know, pretty good. I, I know Wisconsin was coming off a bye week that week, so I expected, you know, the offense really struggled that first week. You know, 
first game jitters at Penn State's first time in front of you know or against Penn State first time in front of you know 80,000 fans at Camp Randall so you kind of expected a little bit of a slow start there I figured you know they came out against Eastern Michigan really didn't do anything crazy just kind of ran the ball down their throats and and threw it a little bit but not as much as I kind of would have liked to see but I figured you know by week before Notre Dame that should set up perfectly hopefully the offense kind of gets things rolling um, they get some things settled and um, come out against Notre Dame and look crisp. And uh, fortunately for Wisconsin, that wasn't the case. So I think right now you are you feel really good about the defense. I think this defense is incredibly strong and, and will be the same Wisconsin defense that people are used to seeing year in and year out. But this offense, it's really hard to, to have a grasp on where they're at because really it's, it's, it's not necessarily anything um, – you know, too crazy or too deep. It's it's poor quarterback play and just hanging on to the football right now. It's been uh, an extreme struggle for that, and it's hard to really get a gauge on where a team is um, offensively when you're when you're giving the football away left and right. So um, things are are certainly bleak right now, but it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on how this thing turns around or if it turns around because right now it, it certainly has not been pretty. So Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz, the highest rated quarterback in Wisconsin history. Obviously high expectations for Mertz. Looked pretty good to start the year a year ago during the pandemic season, but tailed off at the end of last year. To this point in the season, Mertz has one touchdown, six interceptions, I believe a couple fumbles, a completion percentage sitting at 56.8%. My question to you is, one, are you surprised at his lack of success so far? And two, are you seeing anything that, hey, he can turn this around? Or is this kind of who Graham Mertz is? Yeah, I think that's that's the ultimate question, I think, for a lot of fans. Is, is this thing going to turn around or is it going to keep going? Because I think Wisconsin right now, in terms of the quarterback situation is a little bit, I don't want to say stuck, because you want to play, you know, like you said, highest rated quarterback to ever come to Wisconsin. So you're going to play with him and, and ride through the ups and downs. But really, in terms of the backup, um, you know, Chase Wolf is a kid that's older and, and he's, I think, 12 pass attempts and three of them have been intercepted. So it's, it's not really a situation where you can just turn to somebody else. So I think you're going to ride with Graham Mertz. Um, right now, you know, last year he, he kind of tailed off and you, you I was kind of called the the Graham Mertz apologist at our site because I was there was a lot of different factors in play. You know, the offensive line was dealing with a ton of COVID last year. All of the, the big receivers and, and tight end Jake Ferguson were banged up. Um, the play calling was was somewhat suspect. So you figured this year, you know, play calling went back under Paul Chris, the head coach. He's of course a former quarterback for Wisconsin, knows the position well. So you expected him to take a step forward, and so far. Uh, I think you've seen a step back. So I guess I personally am not holding my breath that it's going to turn around. You hope it does. But either way, I think they're in a situation right now with what the quarterback room is that you're going to ride it out for better or for worse uh, through sickness and in health with the kid you've got. And um, I think the biggest thing is is trying to get some confidence in him. Uh, I think when you look at his mechanics, his footwork's all over the place. He seems like a one-read quarterback right now. So those things are, are things you've got to progress beyond. And, and now, you know, it was early in his career. He was young. He had enough excuses. But now the, the excuses have kind of gotten sour in a lot of people's mouth, and it's time to either um, you know move forward and, and really start 
hopefully seeing something better for him or just, you know, maybe the ship's going down with, with the quarterback play, which has happened to some Wisconsin teams before. Now, Wisconsin running backs through the ages, whether it's Ron Dane, uh, Melvin Gordon, Monty Ball, Jonathan Taylor, obviously running backs usually a strength for Wisconsin. Currently, Wisconsin is 33rd in rushing offense, which is pretty good considering the lack of production from Mertz. My question to you is, can Wisconsin just pound the rock like a service academy and pull out some ugly wins? Uh, how is the running game? How good is it? And uh, can we see a higher run-to-pass ratio this week, perhaps? Yeah, I think right now, you know, that the mark of 33rd is, is good for most teams, but I think Wisconsin would definitely want to see, based on their tradition and the way they like to play, a little bit higher. Um, I know coming into last week, they were first in time of possession by almost a couple more minutes more than a triple option team like Army. So it's clear that they want to hang on to the football and, and have these long methodical drives to put points on the board. And that's that's a great game plan if it works. Uh, the struggle is if you give you give away you know the, the ball four or five times or stall out in the red zone uh, a couple times, that really hampers your ability to put points on the board. So I, I do like what I've seen from the run game um, so far this season. Right now, you know, coming into the year, it was expected to be um, a two-headed attack with Jalen Berger, who played a lot last year, and um, a former, Trent, or former Clemson uh, transfer, uh, Ches Malusi. So far, Malusi's been the guy, and Jalen Berger has kind of um, tailed off, did not play at all in the first game, which was a big surprise to Wisconsin fans and really hasn't seen the field all that much. It's mostly been um, Ches Malusi, and he's been he's been really solid. I think more so the run game, the concerns right now are up front with the offensive line. I don't think the line is quite where they want to be in terms of traditional Wisconsin offensive line. The um, Offensive line coach Joe Rudolph has rotated in a lot of different guys um, on the line so far this year. You're, you're seeing um, you know, multiple guys rotating in and out, sometimes almost like a hockey shift where you're going with line one, line two. And I don't really love that style of play. I think it's hard for, for the linemen to get in a rhythm, for the running backs to really find those gaps. So um, the running the game is is could be better. It's been okay. But if you're going to play that way in terms of the passing game, your running game is going to have to be really solid to give you any sort of chance. So we'll have to see um, just how that game plan works. But I would expect Wisconsin to just try and ground and pound it and, and hang on for dear life uh, again on Saturday. Now, obviously, Wisconsin gave up 41 points last week to Notre Dame, but there were a ton of turnovers and put the defense in a tough spot time after time. Wisconsin still ranks second in total defense they rank first in rushing defense could you talk a little bit about how the defense has been gelling to this point and obviously Michigan's biggest strength which we'll get to is uh, their rushing attack Uh, how do you think Wisconsin's defense has been to this point in the year and how they may stack up against Michigan yeah, I think the defense has been phenomenal. I mean, Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, has been just uh, an absolute gem since he's came over to the Badgers. But even before that, you know, uh, Justin Wilcox, Dave Aranda, uh, really had solid defense. But it seems like they've taken, you know, he's taken this group to another level. 
Um, the defensive line has been really good. Nose tackle Keanu Benton has just been a dominating force, just takes on a ton of blocks, which opens up um, a lot of lanes for the, the linebackers like Jack Sanborn and, and Nick Herbig, a couple guys that maybe Michigan fans are familiar with. So overall, the, the front seven has been awesome, and I don't really expect that to change all that much. I think this group is, is really um, playing well, cohesive, and then last week they got uh, another member of that group back in their probably their best and most havoc-creating defender in Leo Chennault, the other inside linebacker. He was out the first two games due to COVID. He played really well against Notre Dame. Um, the secondary has been the one spot that's been a little iffy. Um, the first game, of course, they got hit for some big plays for Penn State and Jahan Dotson. Um, got beyond the safeties, but I think a lot of that was just communication and, you know, again, the first game jitters. Um, Notre Dame, they, they definitely cleaned that up. So it's really going to come down to, um, you know, how this, this run defense, if it's as stout as it looks to be, and I think it will be, I think, you know, Michigan's passing game going against that Wisconsin secondary that um, has had a couple blips in the radar, but overall been pretty solid is probably going to be um, the deciding factor in this one. I know Wisconsin is a little banged up in the secondary. Fayon Hicks last week, one of their top corners, um, was a little bit banged up in that Notre Dame game. Played a phenomenal game. Not sure if he's going to go this week. So there's maybe one spot of concern. But overall, I think this front seven is going to be as good as they've been all year. It's just a matter of are they in, put in positions, You know, unfortunately from the offensive perspective, are they put in positions where they have to play perfect because so far they've been as close to perfect as they can and you know they're still you know on the losing end by you know 41 to 13 and you're just kind of scratching your head that you know last week they they gave up three rushing yards and lost the game by uh, a couple scores so I think right now you're just seeing a, a defense that is really dominating and strong but a little bit wasted at this point have you had a chance to see any Michigan film specifically their offense so far this year I caught a little bit of the um, the Washington game, and it, I know it's just kind of been, you know, at least from what I've seen, even numbers wise, a lot of run uh, run heavy stuff. I know, Kate, I know, Cade McNamara has been um, solid in the throws he's had to make, but and, and and really, I think if you're a Badger fan, you're looking at Michigan right now in the quarterback situation, and you'd probably say, man, if Wisconsin just had what Cade McNamara is doing, they're probably uh, in a 3-0 and spot coming into this game because he's hung on to the football, he's turned and handed it off when he's had to, and, and they've been successful. So uh, I think it just shows you the difference between those two. But yeah, I've seen a little bit of Michigan film, and I know the, the rushing attack will definitely be Wisconsin's uh, biggest test thus far. Now, to your point about McNamara, the lack of turnovers he's thrown this year. Mm-hmm. He's been perfect in that regard. So that is one, uh, you know, contrast to uh, Mertz, defense coordinator of Wisconsin, Jim Leonard. He was asked about Michigan's quarterback play and uh, only like Army, Navy, only the service academies that ran the ball more this year. Uh, Michigan, number four. So uh, obviously they haven't thrown the ball a ton. McNamara only threw for seven yards in the second half last week, but overall the passing efficiency's been there. And Leonard said that they haven't had to force the ball down the field, haven't had to put the ball in the quarterback's hands much. He said that's the benefit of winning games. He says, I think they have more confidence in the quarterback than it appears. Leonard said that he wants to make it a more balanced game for Michigan. Uh, just wonder what your thoughts are on Leonard's comments and if you agree with them. 
Yeah, I do. I mean, I think he's one of those defensive minds that you really trust what what he's seeing and what he's saying um, in that regard. You know, like like he said, the benefits of winning are you don't have to put all that much more pressure on on the team. Like I said, I think that's exactly what Wisconsin coming into the year would have loved to do um, to be able to just lean on the run game, lean on uh, strong defense, and and just get quarterback play that you know i hate the term game manager but someone who manages the game takes care of the football and doesn't put you in in difficult spots and and so far that has not been the case and you're seeing the results so i would ex- definitely expect um that he's going to try and and, and make michigan mix it up he, I, I can't imagine he's just going to let um that run game go and then it's just going to be a matter of of who makes those plays in that passing game because like i said wisconsin has been a little bit um uh, you know had some you know, mess ups in in the past defense, but overall they've been pretty good. So I think that test for Cade McNamara will certainly be one. But I, I have to think that, like he said, uh, the confidence is probably higher than um, what, what maybe they're letting on and what they've had to do. But when you're winning football games and you can control the clock with a lead, uh, I think that's a, a really big benefit for you moving forward. Now, Michigan heads into Camp Randall, which is definitely one of the harder places to play, not only in Big Ten play, but in all of college football, Michigan hasn't won there since 2001. They've only played there about five times since 2001, but still, still a long time. That's 20 years of not winning in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so just wondering what your thoughts are about that and just your general thoughts about the game where Wisconsin's at, where Michigan's at. How do you think things are going to transpire when the ball's kicked off on Saturday? Yeah, I think it'll be, you know, uh, of course you mentioned at the beginning, first road game for Michigan, which I think really helps Wisconsin. Anytime you're getting someone in Camp Randall is always going to give you at least a little bit of a boost. The other thing, um, it is Barry Alvarez Day on Saturday, so they're honoring him, so the crowd should be packed and and ruckus. Unfortunately, once again, that... Um, 11 a.m. start, which is hard for the student section a little bit sometimes to get the, all their drinks in before they get to the stadium. But the environment should certainly be loud. You know, this series, like you mentioned, with, with Michigan and Wisconsin, it seems to, um, up until last year, of course, has kind of gone to the home team. So I think that's the one spot where if you're Wisconsin, you're thinking, okay, if the defense can play the way they have, offense you have to eventually hope that these numbers are going to turn around and you're able to hang on the football and, and just try and put some points on the board and win it with your defense. Um, you, you know, so far, Michigan hasn't really turned the ball over. Maybe you try and hope for um, that to turn around. If you're if you're a Badger fan, I think you're just trying to, trying to cling to your defense playing well and the offensive numbers. I mean, they're historically bad, historically low. Um, in terms of the turnovers, you have to hope that that regresses to the means at some point. So I don't necessarily feel great about the game, but I, I do like that it's in, in Camp Randall and you uh, hope that it turns around. I think it's going to be, once again, a low-scoring, slugfest type of game. You know, Michigan has ran the ball really well. I can't imagine that they're just going to abandon what has worked for them. So I think that test is going to be um, really a fun one. You know, that that matchup between the the Wisconsin front seven and the Michigan run game is going to be fun to watch. But I would say, once again, it would be a a low-scoring type of game. But whoever makes more plays, probably converts more third downs, is going to win. And right now, Wisconsin just has not done that. So I hope I'm wrong, but I I think 
in terms of the way they're playing right now, Michigan has to be seen. I was a little bit surprised Wisconsin was a slight favorite right now, but I would have to say that Michigan's ability to just make some more plays offensively right now makes me lean a little bit towards um, thinking the Wolverines will, will pull out a, a slugfest, um, you know, late, tight in the game type of atmosphere. Well, hey, Tyler Hunt, thanks so much for your time. Could you tell our listeners where to find you on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my personal handle is at Tyler L. Hunt, but our uh, Badger coverage is all over at, at B5Q. We've got a ton of uh, Michigan preview up for this week. We'll have our own podcast up later um, this week previewing the game. So it should be a ton of good content up there if you guys are looking for something from the Wisconsin perspective. So I appreciate you having me on and, and uh, giving us a little bit little bit of pub over here in Wisconsin. Oh, no doubt about it. And, yeah, I encourage all our listeners to check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter. We have fun with one another throughout the season on Twitter. Uh, definitely we share a lot of the same senses of humor, Mason Brew and Bucky's Fifth Quarter, how we view things in the college football and basketball spheres. So uh, always a great time, Tyler. And, yeah, thanks again. And uh, we'll find out what happens on Saturday. Absolutely. Enjoy. You have a good one.